special episode of this should have won an Oscar. This could win an Oscar. Connor McPartland alongside Younger Brother and co-host Aiden McPartland. Say hi to the people, Aiden. Good evening. I said hello. It's, oh, it's three o'clock. Um, Aiden, we're going to be doing a little different episode today. Instead of talking about one specific movie that was robbed at the Oscars, we're going to be talking about multiple movies that could win Oscars at this year's upcoming Academy Awards. Um, this is kind of our, our early preview into the award season race. Um, the Oscars are the latest they've ever been this year. They're, I believe, at uh, late April, I believe. And the Golden Globe nominations are coming out in late February. Oh my gosh. So the deadline has been extended to February 28th. So what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about, we have 30 films that could maybe be seen at the Oscars. Aiden's eyes just like. I didn't count them. Yeah. Head. Yeah. There's, uh, there's 30, there's 30. Films. Some of them we'll, t- we'll maybe talk about a little bit in depth. Other ones like the prom, we can probably just like quickly gloss over. Yeah. Um, but first I wanted to ask you, Aiden. Two questions. One, what did you think about this crop of films? And two, do you think that because most of these movies are available to watch right now, more people will be engaged in award season? Well, to answer your first question, I'm looking at uh, two sheets of paper full of movies. And this is a pretty well done year of movies. You have so much variety in all this. I mean, you got so many like legendary directors making like uh like their love letter to certain things and then you got like new up-and-coming filmmakers and it's just a, and like i love this era of movies because this is just a especially the movies we're going to be talking about this is just such a i don't care i'm gonna make what i want to make and i think that's absolutely great mm-hmm. to answer your second question is this oscar is going to probably be a little bit more bigger i'm not sure it will be bigger but I do kind of agree that probably more people are going to be interested in it. Mainly because all these, most of these movies are out on like VOD. Yeah, you know? or Netflix, right? Or Netflix. And, oh, God, were you going to say something else? No, you can go. I, so, and this is the interesting part about the whole, the, you know, the Warner Brothers announcements that they're going to be putting their movies on HBO Max. But take something like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, for yeah. instance. I mean, it was on the trending section on Netflix for, for quite some time. Yeah. And I don't know. It, I don't think it, it would have been huge in theaters. Yeah. Like same thing with something like on the rocks. Mm-hmm. It's a very small movie. It's a very indie movie, you know? And I don't think it probably would have even made like $10 million at the box office, yeah. but because of the fact that it's on Apple TV plus, I feel like gives it so much more of an edge yeah, because to have people watch it. Typically, what would have happened with a movie like Ma Rainey's or On the Rocks or Judas and the Black Messiah is they would have had these small releases in primarily big cities like New York and L.A. And then as they get more and more nominations at these award shows, then it would have expanded a little more. But you and I in small town Michigan yeah, would with have a movie with one that. movie theater that plays two movies at a time that yeah. isn't even open now. It's just so much better. For us, at least. For us to be able to uh, watch something like Judas and the Black Messiah, mm-hmm, which yeah. we wouldn't have seen. I mean, typically what we do is that these movies come out on VOD, typically like a day, that's our dog, typically a day before the Oscars actually happen. Yeah. So we find ourselves like trying to binge watch every I Oscar remember we movie. watched three Oscar movies in one day. Green that was exhausting. Book, Green Book. Can You Ever Forgive Me? And The Favorite, the favorite right? Yeah. yeah. Also, just like take... I'm like, oh man, I had something in my head and now I've forgotten it. I'm sorry. Oh, crap. Well, we'll see if you can think of it later. Oh, oh, okay. I remember it. What's the one thing that everyone has been criticizing the Oscars for? It's because of the fact... Oh, I turned off my mic on accident. I'm a mess. Oh you my are. god. These papers are throwing me off. I'm too busy looking at... forget it again. What's the one thing that the Oscars are like uh, always like bullied for? It's the fact that a lot of people don't think they actually see the movies they nominate mm-hmm. because now everything is immediately on VOD. Mm-hmm. It, it just gives them so much more of a chance to watch as many movies as they possibly can. Because so I don't think that they would have watched On the Rocks or like something like One Night in Miami if yeah. it was just only in two cities. Yeah, I mean, take I mean, you can take Malcolm and Marie for instance. Yeah. Let's say Malcolm and Marie becomes uh, kind of a surprise awards juggernaut. And you have uh, Zendaya and John David Washington getting acting nominations. I feel like people might be a little more, maybe not, I'm going to watch this three-hour Oscars show. But maybe, like, I'm going to 
go out and see if Zendaya actually yeah. got nominated. Especially because but. of the fact that not as many movies are coming out this year, which makes it a much more tight race, mm-hmm. which makes it a little bit more open-ended. Like, oh, could uh, Olivia Colman win or could this actually be Glenn Close's year? Yeah. And it's all, and that also helps for people actually watching these movies because it's been, it's like when Palm Springs came out, I feel like a lot of people started watching that because it was a new movie, yeah. you know, and we hadn't gotten a new movie in so long. We hadn't gotten new content. Also, Palm Springs is just a really fun, great movie. Well, yeah. We'll talk I, about we'll that soon. That. We'll talk about it. So we're going to go in alphabetical order here. We'll just talk about these movies, what we think uh, they could possibly get at these award shows, if anything. So let's start with um, Ammonite, which is, uh, here's the plot line for it. In 1840s England, acclaimed but overlooked fossil hunter, Mary Aining and her young woman set to uh, set to the sea to develop an intense relationship, altering both of their lives forever. It is on VOD right now. This stars Kate Winslet and Saoirse Ronan. And in terms of award show movies, this like really has dipped in terms Dude, of Dude, I remember watching the trailer and like, oh, this is going to get everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to get anything. We're talking about Kate Winslet for actress, yeah. Saoirse Ronan for Saoirse Ronan, actress. Like, I thought the two of them were like locks mm-hmm. for a long time. And then everyone just like kind of forgot about it. It came and went. Now, we'll see maybe if it goes towards a war show. Because another thing is, I didn't see Kate Winslet or Saoirse Ronan campaign for this no. movie. I didn't see him do any interviews. So we'll see if there's a large campaign for this movie come Oscar season. But I feel like now, oddly enough, I feel like Saoirse Ronan would have a better chance than Kate Winslet to get a nomination. I still think Kate Winslet, at least he for me, over uh, Saoirse Ronan. I mean, these two could very likely get Golden Globe nominations. Yeah. Golden Globe's favorites. They... Golden Globes just, press loves them. they just love them. Yeah. But I, I honestly don't see them getting nominated for Oscars. Yeah. I mean, maybe even saying that this could get costumes is like weird to me. I don't know why. Now, at the same time, you know, we've seen Call Me By Your Name. We've seen Carol. Like we've seen movies like this mm-hmm. uh, rack up nominations before, somewhat surprisingly. So maybe Ammonite can do it. Uh, next is one I did not think that we were going to be talking about. No, absolutely season, But here we are talking about Borat's subsequent movie film available on Amazon. I feel like I read the deadline article that they were making a sequel to Borat, and then like three days later, the trailer came out like they had already completed it. Mm, yeah, which makes sense because it's an improv-heavy movie, right? Yeah. Um, I I would say like Sasha Baron Cohen at this point is a lock for best actor in a comedy yeah. at the Golden Globes. But- so, and I assumed that uh, we weren't gonna talk about Borat for the Oscars, but people are really thinking that she's gonna get an nomination. Yeah, Maria Bakalova for supporting actress. Which is crazy <laughs> because so weird. we've seen, you know, famously the Academy does not nominate comedic performances. We see something like you know, Saoirse Ronan getting it for Lady Bird, but that's like a lot of drama. Yeah. That. That's not a straightforward comedy performance like she gives in Borat's subsequent movie. We can only world. think of one, and it was Melissa McCarthy. Mm-hmm, for Bridesmaids. Now, Borat also, the first Borat won original screenplay. It was nominated. It was nominated. It was nominated. Would Which be is, adapted? Yeah, I th- it would be adapted because it's... A sequel to a even movie. though it's adapted off of a screenplay that has like ninety percent improv in it. Even though it's based off, it's like it's like any like Christopher Guest movie. Right. Like they just write, talk about this, and then they just go. You know. Why do you think we're talking about Borat so much? Do you think it's because I think it might be because of the fact that there's not many movies coming out this year because okay. like the Oscars race is a little bit slimmer this mm-hmm. year. Okay. Um, next is a movie that has not come out yet, Cherry, starring Tom Holland. Um, it is about, Tom Holland plays an army medic suffering from PTSD who becomes a serial bank robber after an addiction to drugs puts him in debt. It's directed by the Russo brothers, who famously directed uh, Avengers, Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. It is, it will be available on Apple TV, Apple TV Plus, March 12th. This is kind of like a, I don't know, like Tom Holland. I don't have enough information about it to really... To really say that Tom Holland might get it. It's know? just because like Tom Holland is a huge movie star and mm-hmm. he's doing something dramatic for the first time. Good for him for like immediately going from Spider-Man to like mm-hmm. not even waiting that long yeah, to do a dramatic movie. Doing this yeah. like small indie movie. So we don't know enough about it yet yeah. in order to, you know. We're, we're looking out for it. I'm looking out for mm-hmm. it. Um, next is a movie that has been out for a while now, Defy Bloods, directed by Spike Lee, about four African-American vets. Uh, who for- battled the forces of man and nature when they returned to Vietnam, seeking the remains of their fallen squad leader. Um, it's available on Netflix now. This was, you get one of these every year, kind of like the first major awards movie yeah. to come out, and you're like, Spike Lee, best director. This is going to win gonna Best Picture. This is going to get everything. This, is, this was an interesting one, because I remember it was released, and I was like, this is going to win mm-hmm. Best Picture. And then a few months later, I was like, like no one's talking about this. It's not going to get anything. 
And now they are really campaigning now. It's come back around. Now, yeah. It's it's like gone full circle. And I think we're looking at, uh, I think at this point, a, almost a lock for best actor. For Delroy Lindo. Delroy yeah. Lindo. I think it's almost a lock at this point. I, I would completely agree with you. I would uh, say that in the last few weeks, it seems like Spike Lee's case for best director mm-hmm. has kind of yeah. heated up a little bit, as is its case for best picture. Yeah. Um. And then I, I personally think that Chadwick Boseman will get nominated for supporting actor. I think I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be kind of happy yeah. if he did win. He did just uh, win at the Gotham Awards. Now, in fairness, he was getting um, your Rizamad won for actor for sound uh, metal, but his performance in Ma Rainey's was getting like a special award, so that's probably why he didn't okay, win in that yeah. category. Um, but I think that this is. Uh, I think that this major. is like the first Oscar contender yeah. that we'll probably get a lot that we've talked about so far. Um, next is The Father, which is uh, stars Anthony Hopkins as a man who's basically suffering from dementia. His daughter, played by Olivia Coleman, is trying to, uh, you know, help him out, communicate with him. And he's, you know, if you've seen the BoJack Horseman episode Time Zero, mm-hmm. it's a lot like that. Yeah. Um, it's coming out on February 26th on VOD. W- what do you think about this one, Aiden? I remember there was a period of time in which I was like, this is only going to get actor, mm-hmm. you know, and for a period of time. I thought he, Anthony Hopkins was going to win Best Actor, and then I realized that Chadwick Boseman was going to be submitted as a lead actor, and then I was like, sadly, that's out. Yeah. And then, like, all this, but like, people really started seeing this movie and was like, this is going to get everything. Right. No, I thought Coleman was going to obviously probably be a lock, but I wasn't, th- actress. I wasn't thinking Best Picture for a while, but now I think it's, like, like in the top five to win. Yeah, so people who first saw this movie first saw it at Sundance over a year ago. Yeah, imagine having to not talk about that for a full year. It's crazy. Um, this is this is interesting because I feel like this might be a still Alice situation. Really? And I know that that might be an easy comparison when you think about it because you know Julianne Moore in that movie was playing a woman with Alzheimer's, which is not the same as dementia. I know Alzheimer's is a more common form of dementia. But I feel, because there's one person specifically, and we can say his name, because he's not listening to the podcast. I was listening to Sean Fennessy, who did not like this movie. Mm. And he also did not like Still Alice, and thought it was an abomination that Julianne Moore won for that movie. Seems like he kind of liked Anthony Hopkins' performance. But it seems to me, with these two movies, there's a big difference if you actually know somebody with dementia or Alzheimer's. There's a movie reviewer I watch named Chris... Uh, Stuckman. Stuckman. Yeah. I don't know why I forgot his name. And he had this as his best movie of the year. And then he was talking about how his grandfather had dementia. And like, it seems like it's just such a personal movie for a lot of people, yeah. and r- rightfully so. Yes. You know, it's yeah. It seems like your interpretation of the movie is going to be different if you know somebody suffering yeah. from dementia or Alzheimer's. Yeah. And and I think that that was the case with Still Alice because I hear I watch Still Alice and I hear all these people saying it. I'm like, what are you, what are you guys talking about? But if you don't know anybody with yeah. Alzheimer's or this, you'll have just a, like a different opinion. Yeah. On the movie, like a lot of like some people are saying that the director could get best director because yeah. of the way that. It's presented in that Olivia Coleman sometimes is replaced by a different actress, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, some people are saying that that could happen. Yeah. I think it is a lock for, for Best Picture. I think mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins is probably a lock for mm-hmm. actor at this point. This is definitely a movie that you're going to see during awards Absolutely. season. Um, next is a movie that you might not see a lot of during awards season, French Exit. Now, this stars uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as basically an aging uh, Manhattan uh, you know, social social figure who's uh, losing her inheritance, and so she moves to a small apartment in Paris with her son, played by Lucas Hedges. Um, this is coming out on February twelfth on VOD. This sounds like a Woody Allen movie. It does kind of sound like yeah. a Woody Allen. Movie. Maybe he like gave an alias <laughs> to direct yeah. this movie. Um, this was when this came out. It came out. Uh, did it, it, it was at the New York Film Festival. I don't know if it was at the Toronto Film Festival or not. Yeah, I'm not sure. But. Everybody was on the Michelle Dude. Pfeiffer bandwagon. I think if if you say you weren't, you were pro- you're probably lying. Because like the hype around mm-hmm. her, she's it, she's never won an Oscar. She's gonna win. Yeah, you know. And then it has fallen. And then so it quickly. Fallen. Now, in fairness, it's coming out February twelfth, which is when most people will actually see this movie. Yeah. But this movie has not gotten good reviews. No, I've not heard anybody be like, "Wow, French Exit." That's my movie of the year. Yeah, like the. And it's not even necessarily the performance of Michelle Pfeiffer. It's just the story of this movie. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, the only reason I had it on this list was because of Michelle Pfeiffer. And, and because it, we were really talking about it like a few months ago. Yeah, in September, August. I mean, we were talking about this. So so we'll see. 
But if it gets anything, <laughs> it would be Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer, I think, is probably going to get nominated for at least a Golden Globe. I would. Yeah, it seems it does seem it'll be interesting to see because next movie we're talking about. Mm. Oh boy. Oh. Um, it'll be interesting to see if there's only one actor who can do the this is my time mm-hmm. this is yeah. this is my redemption oscar like i i, I think they're going to be campaigning campaigning the crap out of her though yeah because it is uh awardsy but not as awardsy as this, as next, this one. next one hillbilly lg which for all of you who don't know is based off of a very controversial book starring glenn close and amy adams it's basically about a yale law student who moves back to his uh ohio hometown where he reflects on three generations of family history and his own future. It's on Netflix now, directed by Ron Howard. This seems like the most Oscars movie ever made. This is the uh, Oscars movie from hell. This is the Oscar yeah. movie from hell. We see these every year, right? Mm-hmm. I would argue last year was probably the two popes. Oh, probably. Or would you go Rocket Man? You could go either or. Well, you could go definitely go either or. But I think that maybe two popes just a little bit more because Rocket Man was a musical. Right. You know, so they were taking a little bit more of a risk. Yeah. Um, this has been the most memed, most trashed <laughs> movie on this oh, list. Man. Maybe The Prom takes the cake, but yeah. this is... And here's the thing. Glenn Close uh, is in really good... She's probably going to at least get a nomination actress. for Supporting Actress. Would it be, like, mind-blowing if it didn't happen? No. Yeah. Because at that point, I'd be like, wow, the Oscars actually are like, that's a bad movie, you know? It's just... What Glenn Close is doing right now, I mean, she makes The Wife two years ago, and it's like... You know, there's all the talk around the movie about how it was, how it took like 12 years to make. Nobody was going to make it. And the Me Too happened and then studios made it. And then people watched the movie and they were like, maybe this shouldn't have been made. <laughs> um, and then she goes and makes this movie. And just just Shoot, watch, I... just Google. If you don't want to watch the actual movie, which is, again, it's on Netflix, just Google clips of her acting in this movie or Amy mm-hmm. Adams in this movie. I honestly feel like, I don't, I don't want to be mean to Glenn Close. Mm-hmm. Seems like a great person. But I feel like she's really freaking out about the fact that she doesn't have an Oscar. And she's just like picking the most Oscar movies you could probably pick, you know? Absolutely. And just like kind of barely trying anything because she's Glenn Close. Yeah, you know? absolutely. This is, this. I don't know, this is, this is one... I, I have not, since we've like seriously covered the Oscars, I don't remember an Oscar Beatty movie as Oscar Beatty as this. I literally can't think of another one. And here's like the thing, in 2017, I can't think of any. Even like The Post. Yeah. I feel like was going for Oscars, but also at least Steven Spielberg seemed like he really cared about the movie. That was a, you know? Yeah, that was kind of like a relevant movie too with everything yeah. that was going on in the media at the time. Um, I also am so confused by what Ron Howard has been doing with his career the last What happened to years. him? Because here's the thing, like, it seems like Solo now is kind of getting at least a cult following, at least. Like, there are people who are defending it. Mm. But he's, I mean, he's just gone for these. Remember in The Heart of the Sea, which was his, like, Moby oh, Dick movie? Lord. Yeah, remember I kind that? of remember that. Like, I, I don't know what's happened since A Beautiful Mind. Dude. Has he made a good movie since A Beautiful Mind? I'm trying to think. He got nominated for Frost Nixon. Oh, A movie that yeah. no one has I thought of. <laughs> I haven't so. seen it. I don't even, I'm assuming it's about Nixon. Yeah, I, I'm I, assuming. I think that would be a, a good assumption. Um, a completely different movie is what we're talking about next. Yeah, probably the exact opposite in, in every sense of the word. Um, I'm thinking of Ending Things, which is out now on Netflix. Been out for a while, a while. Yeah. since September. This is Charlie Kaufman's new movie um, adapted from a book entitled I'm Thinking of Ending Things, starring uh, Jesse Plemons, Jesse Buckley, and Tony Collette. It's, I could say the plot, but I, I'll just tell you this. Think of the most Charlie Kaufman thing <laughs> yeah. possible, and that's what I'm thinking of ending things is. Dude, 2020 should have been the directors doing the most mm-hmm. things. Tenet, the most Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. French Dispatch, the most Wes Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of anything that's the most Charlie Kaufman movie ever made. You can think of. Um, like, really complicated. Yeah. You don't get it, and it's so vague. Now, like with every Charlie Kaufman movie, this is like lopsided in the reviews. You either yeah. really love this movie and think it's a masterpiece, or you really hate this movie mm-hmm. because you don't understand Charlie Kaufman. I've seen so many lists where it's like number six of the best of the year, number two on the worst of the year. Absolutely, me too. Um, now, this would be, I think, the best chance this movie has is maybe at a screenplay nomination. Yeah, I feel like the Oscar. I don't know if the Oscars like Kaufman though. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, he won, obviously, for Eternal Sunshine, but that... But, like, what, like, it's Eternal Sunshine. Like, at yeah. least Eternal Sunshine is, like, really, like, at least the only Kaufman movie where most, almost everyone is, like, that's a pretty good movie, yeah. you know? Um, now, I, I mean, you know, Jesse Buckley and Tony Collette have both given performances mm-hmm. that people have raved about calling the best of the year. So we'll see. I would argue that Tony Collette might have a better chance at supporting actress than Jesse Maybe. Buckley at lead actress. 
Um, but this is just a movie that I feel like if it's not going to be at award season, you're going to hear people yeah. say it should be. At I remember season. watching the trailer and being like, wow, this isn't going to get an Oscar, but it probably should. Yeah. You know? And I was like, I remember just like, Jesse Plemons, man, I just hope. I know. I just hope, man. I, I, don't, I don't think, think it's going to happen. It's not, movie. probably not going to happen, but I was just yeah. like, just, I think it'll have to night, be, man. yeah. I think it will have to be for him, like what Philip Seymour Hoffman did for Capote. Like, I feel like it'll just—he is kind of like the new Philip Seymour Hoffman. In oh, some definitely. Ways. Like, he's so. a, kind of a character actor. He's mm-hmm. never the lead, mm-hmm. but like, if he ever wins an Oscar, he's gonna be like the lead. They like kind of like talk the same way too, and they have the yeah. same mannerisms a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Like, um, their performances are always like kind of awkward, you know. Mm-hmm. Like in Fargo, he's like a little awkward in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next is a movie that's been talked about a lot recently. <laughs> Very recently. Weeks. Um. Judas and the Black Messiah, which is the story of Fred Hampton, chairman of the Illinois Black Panther Party, and his faithful betrayal by FBI informant William O'Neill. Uh, Fred Hampton is played by Daniel Kaluuya. William O'Neill is played by Lakeith Stanfield. This is coming to HBO Max on February 12th. And um, this went from maybe Daniel Kaluuya will get nominated to this is the best picture. Yeah. For a while, I felt like Kaluuya was always like a lock. Mm-hmm. And then there was a period of time which I was like, I'm not even sure if this movie's going to come out, you know? And, like, at this point, yeah, it's essentially almost a lock for Best Picture and maybe actor for Sandfield at this point. That is a good point, too, because I feel like I, I thought that Lakeith Sandfield was just going to be overlooked by the yeah. Academy his entire career. He is in so much. It's insane and, how many movies that he is. Yeah. And you just look at his IMDb and it's like, wow, he was in Knives Out and Uncut Gems in the same year. And I just forgot that he was in Knives Out. He did this movie. He did this Netflix rom-com with Gina Rodriguez. And I was like, sure. Of, course, Lakeith, he's of course he's doing this. Yeah. Why wouldn't he do this? He's Lakeith, he can do anything. Um, if you can hear and, that, by the way, that's our uh, that's yeah. Winston, our other dog, who's who's I guess trying to play with our with um Otto. So this definitely has gone from like a this is gonna wrap yeah. Up at a this lot. point, I, I'm like, dude, like what can't it get to maybe? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I best picture is certainly in the point of view, which is something I did not think I was gonna say. I like, know. I, I, for a while, I was like, oh, it's just gonna be uh, an acting thing. Then they're mm-hmm. not gonna nominate for anything else. But once again, because of like the shorter movie year that we've had mm-hmm. it's definitely up there it's definitely up there and then we'll see if the hbo max bump yeah. you know more people being able to watch it through mm-hmm. hbo max we'll see if that uh, means anything another movie that's H- on hbo max right now is let them all talk directed by steven soderbergh starring uh, meryl streep who plays a famous art- author that goes on a cruise trip with her friends and nephew uh in an effort to just have you know fun and, and escape from troubled past this is a uh, soderbergh best director i'm calling it. <laughs> wouldn't that be something if he gets it for the first time in what, Dude, 20 years for this movie he gets double nominations in the same year mm-hmm. doesn't get anything for the next 20 years look i mean i everybody uh every day we take steven soderbergh for granted yeah even when we praise steven soderbergh <laughs> we're still taking him for granted but he's this, like the most adventurous director out there right now in this quarantine he's like i've shot a movie already that's coming out next year and i've also written scripts for like three more movies mm-hmm. that i'm going to do back to back to back this is like I think classic Soderbergh, where this is like a comedy drama that not a lot of people watched. But the reason I had it on this list was because Candace Bergen is getting uh, some some buzz for uh, supporting actress mm-hmm, yeah. for this movie. So so possibly we'll Maybe. see her there. I don't think it's gonna get almost anything though. Yeah, I mean, Meryl Streep might get a Golden Globe nomination. Yeah, but... that's another one too. And I think it would be comedy. I think I feel like they would bend the rules a little Maybe. bit for this comedy. Yeah. Uh, next up is just I mean, this is quite we, different. We went yeah. from a movie that probably will get nothing to a movie that might get everything. Um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is uh, based off of a Pulitzer Prize winning August Wilson play uh, about Ma Rainey, who, who you know is a, is a singer and is dealing with white management and, uh, and a saxophone. Trumpet. Trumpet, sorry. Trumpet. Dude. I misread it. Trumpet player. You um, misread it. Yeah, I misread it. Ma- I confused saxophone with trumpet. My bad. I'm sorry. I, sorry, I thought I, I forgot I was talking to saxophonist. How, yeah, it's offensive, man. Yeah. Uh, Ma Rainey being played, obviously, by uh, Viola Davis. The trumpet player being played by Chad Bozeman. This is now available on Netflix. Is this going to be the most nominated film at the Academy Awards, Aiden? Probably. I think it's... I honestly think so, because not only do you have, like, the technical stuff, costumes, makeup, set mm-hmm. design, and all of that, we got the two acting ones. Mm-hmm. You know, the other one I'm thinking of that could get a lot is Mank. But it's really only locked in for one acting yeah. nomination at this point. This is locked in for Best Picture, Best undoubtedly. I, if it doesn't get nominated, the Oscars won't happen. Yeah, I honestly feel like that. the internet would destroy yeah, it. Absolutely. Davis is a lock for Best Actress. Absolutely. Chadwick Boseman, not only is he a lock for Best Actor, but he is the frontrunner right now for Best Actor. I think, yeah. I don't That's know. weird to say because Anthony Hopkins mm-hmm. is in that category. And he's playing a very Oscar-y role yeah. that we've seen him do before. But you think I, he's going to show up? No. <laughs> so I don't think no. Absolutely. If he shows up, 
that'll be weird because like why didn't be he the only one there? Yeah. Um, this is just this is just gonna get this is gonna fun. get a whole lot. I'm not sure if it's gonna get director. That's one I'm kind of like maybe, mm-hmm. but I also wouldn't be shocked if it didn't get director because it's it's based off of a play. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't really do adventurous things when everything is like in one room from everything i've seen it's like just like two rooms like there's one yeah. room that viola davis is in and there's one room chad but didn't the director of uh, fences get nominated so i think like the oscars just kind of like like that did he oh, okay. i'm not 100 percent sure but i feel like he did um maybe so, he didn't yeah, i'm looking is, back he didn't okay and those are great at least you caught yourself within yeah. like the span of five seconds yeah this is this is out of all the movies on the list this and this a part of this list is also like if you're if you're like, I just need to watch something new. I've been rewatching yeah. these movies on TNT for the past few months. This is this is skyrocketed on the list. This is one yeah. that you should really listen to. Um, I feel like this is that was all, this is also like a movie that has like had the same momentum since it was announced. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, it, it was taken at the time. It went from like when the pictures were released, like okay, we don't know if Chadwick Boseman is a supporting or lead yeah. actor in this, and then the trailer came out and the movie went out, and it was like this is just. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard anybody say Chadwick Boseman gives a bad performance. Yeah. No, I haven't heard that. Um, next up, we have Malcolm and Marie, which is coming out February 5th. This was, the, I think, the first movie to be shot entirely in quarantine. This is from Sam Levinson, who a lot of people know as the creator of Euphoria. He wrote this movie in quarantine at the beginning of the pandemic, and it was shot entirely in the pandemic. Um, it stars John David Washington as a director and Zendaya as his girlfriend. They come back home after the premiere of one of his movies and they await the critics' responses and it's black and white and it's very bottle episode-y. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, like Judas and the Black Messiah, has just been really... So- I didn't even know this movie existed. I I remember just, like, hearing, like, oh, Zendaya's a lock at this point. Like, I remember seeing something about that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this movie? If you Google this movie, every article you read will be about the trailer, but it'll be, like, Johnny Washington and Zendaya jump into awards contention yeah. for, for this movie. Um, this is one where I could see, like, a Best Picture nominee. Like, maybe. maybe yeah. Like, this is very, because this is also a very prestige movie. Like, this is about, it's this all in about, one location, it's mm-hmm. black and white, it's a, but it's also kind of, like, ripping into Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like you said, it is a, a bottle, it's like, kind of like a play, you mm-hmm. know? And it's in, like, uh, I, it looks really good. It like, looks that's really good. Um, but I would not be shocked if it, like, only got a few acting nominations. Usually, yeah, this is one where I think the Netflix bump is actually going to matter mm-hmm. because I think that this movie is going to be talked about. It's going to be trending on Netflix for like three weeks because it's Zendaya, you know, and it's, yeah. on, it's on Netflix. Um, and I wonder if that bump, combined with the fact that Zendaya is like the biggest star in the world right now, mm-hmm. I wonder if that uh, will lead to her getting an Oscar nomination. That could 100% happen, mm-hmm. you know, but I also feel like because it's so small, you know, I think because of the fact that it only takes place in one location, a house, might hurt it a little bit. Maybe. We'll see. We'll, we'll have to see. Again, that comes out February 5th on Netflix. Uh, next, we have Mank, which is the, the first feature from David Finchner in six years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 1930s Hollywood. It's it's about uh, screenwriter Herman J. Mankiewicz, who, who wrote the screenplay for a little movie called Citizen Kane, and uh, about him you know, struggling to, to finish it and his fights that he had with Orson Welles. It's out now on Netflix. And this, what we... We had a uh, comparison from last year's Oscars with this movie, right? Did we? I thought we did. It, this is this is a movie that went that the expectations could never be met because yeah, they were just so people thought that this was going to be the greatest movie ever made. People thought it was going to be on the same level as yeah. Citizen Kane. It's David Finchner right making a movie about making, and it's in black and white. Like a lot of people movie. really love pointing that out. It's in black and white. It's going to be a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And now it's it hasn't dipped. It's not dipped. I think, no. Like it's not going to get the best picture nomination. And like Amanda Seyfried is the front runner right now for supporting actress. But it has. Um, I, a lot of people are criticizing it. Not a lot of people. Yeah, people have been criticizing it. And this is one where I feel like Netflix might have heard it a little bit just because it was kind of like lost in the Netflix. Yeah, I, I didn't even bit. know that it was released until I was just mindlessly going through Netflix and I saw Mank and I was like, oh my God, it's already out. Yeah. So while I, while I think David Fincher is going to get nominated and this is probably going to get a bunch of technical stuff yeah. and it's going to get Best Picture, maybe Best Score. Trent Reznor and Atticus Frost are essentially locks for two movies that they've done. Yeah. Um, and then would this be adapted screenplay or original, original screenplay? Do you know who wrote it? No. Really. David Fincher's dad oh. before he died. Oh, yeah. okay. All David right. Fincher was originally going to make this before, or no, after the game. Mm-hmm. And then like no studio wanted to make it. Makes sense. I yeah. mean, it, was, it wasn't anything like what he was doing at the time. Yeah, it was, that era. Yeah, it was just out of the blue yeah. at that point. So definitely, this one's definitely going to be, this is like. This one's going to get like the second most amount of nominations. Yeah, of this night. is, take this as seriously as you're taking Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. 
Um, now, this next one uh, is is a title that I that I struggle pronouncing. The Marturian, which is probably a movie that nobody's heard of yet. Uh, this is about a detainee at the U.S. military's Guantanamo Bay Detention Center who is held without charges for over a decade and seeks help from a de- defense attorney for his release. It stars Jodie Foster, Shailene Woodley, and Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, it is available on VOD on February 19th. This is uh, this is just like people were talking about this. Yeah, this was just a small conversation that it, some people were having. It's a very um, Oscar-ish plot, I think. Kind it's like of, based off yeah. of a true story, and you know what reminds me of remind you remember? Do you remember the report last year? Yeah. with Adam Driver and mm-hmm. Annette Bening. Mm-hmm. That that's what this feels it's, like. It has the same poster. It almost has. The same, I remember I looked at the posters. And I was like, wow, this looks exactly like the report. Yeah, and then you have you have three actors who have all mm-hmm. been nominated for Oscars. Yeah, from what I've heard, it seems like. Only the main dude has a chance of getting a nomination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. So, so uh, we'll see with the movie. It could very yeah. well just like come and go on VOD. Yeah, I don't know enough about it. Yeah. You know? uh, next uh, is the Midnight Sky, which is uh, the George Clooney directed Netflix movie out now. Uh, it's, it takes place in a post-apocalyptic world where uh, George Clooney must stop a bunch of astronauts, one of which being Felicity Jones, from landing on their on their planet. He lives out in the Arctic. Uh, I put this one on the list because I definitely think George Clooney is going to get a Golden Globe nomination for Best Director. <laughs> yeah, that is the most Golden Globes move. Because while the Hol- while the Academy hates when directors or actors direct themselves, the HFPA loves when actors direct yeah, themselves. Yeah, they adore it. Ben Affleck won for Argo. Like, there's just a bunch of actors. Even, like, actors. Wait, you, you got nominated for that, really? Just because you uh, directed yourself in it? Um, and then it could also get some technical stuff, you know? I don't, I don't even know about that. I saw the trailer. It does not look like a good-looking movie. Oh, okay. At least that's for, at least that's what I think. You okay, know? all right. Well, like like I said, I just thought it was gonna he was gonna get a, a Golden Globe nomination. For a lot director. of people hate this movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's got like a five on IMDb last time I checked. <laughs> a movie that not a lot of people hate, Minari, uh, a movie about a Korean family who moves to Arkansas to start a farm in the 1980s. It will be available on VOD on February 12th. This is a movie that I believe premiered at Sundance. I, I think Sundance, yeah. And then uh was just kind of like a this is gonna get a best picture nomination yeah. at the time and has now carried over to it's, the point yeah, thankfully. where um Steven Ewan is getting some best actor mm-hmm. um uh, talk. So I mean this is definitely this is a movie work. that the Oscars need to nominate. Yeah. Like it'd be it'd be ridiculous if they didn't nominate it. So one big thing too is that the Oscars either this year or next year are going to expand to ten best picture nominees, mm-hmm. and we've seen there have been two uh, international feature films that have been nominated for best picture the last two years. Last two years, uh, both of them have been like front runners for best picture, yeah. right? So one of them winning best picture. We talked about um, back when the Oscars did have ten best picture nominees, how it seemed like they were nominating an animated movie every year. Yeah, the indie then, movie, the big budget movie, and so the Oscar-y indie movie like yeah. Hurt Locker, all mm-hmm. that. So I wonder if that will be the case with an international feature. We'll yeah, see I think I, I, I hope so. I definitely hope so. Yeah, I hope that Parasite turned a new leaf for the Oscars, but I'm also scared that it didn't mm-hmm. because like Moonlight probably should have been that turning leaf point, yeah. but it wasn't. Yeah, because then you get. Yeah, I mean, like the next year. I mean, later. like the next year you get Shape of Water, and I feel like that kind of gave hope. Mm-hmm. And then Green Book happened, but now we're back to Parasite winning. Yeah, and I think Parasite is more a little bit more significant because not only was it the best movie of that year or Marriage Story, either or. But it was a foreign language movie, you know, like in general, like the Oscars never give any like a foreign language movie, any of those big Oscars, like I think five or seven have ever been nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, well, it was like Life is Beautiful, Life is beautiful. in 99 that had yeah. like a chance to do it. And you had, you know, Bong Joon-ho going up on stage every day at every award show and going, if you just go past the subtitles. the, the... Dude, that Golden Globes speech is absolutely yeah. great. Now, this is a much more uh, American film, I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. And um, there's big controversy because the Hollywood Foreign Press put it just in the foreign language, international feature film So can category. they never nominate a foreign language movie for best drama? I don't think they want to. We've always talked about how the Hollywood, the Golden Globes are just like a celebrity. I don't know what to, like there's so many comparisons you can make, like a popular party or something yeah. like that. Sometimes they give the awards to the big celebrities and other times they'll give the award uh, to like, who was that dude in that Hugh Grant show? Oh, Ben Winson? Yeah, and then they'll Winston. have him win. Yeah. You know? And then other times, when you think, like, I think of, like, Aquafina winning as, like, maybe a turning point. But then you look at the other nominees, and you're just like, who mm-hmm. else was going to win? Right. Kate Blanchett. For, yeah. I mean, they, they want to get as, their goal is to get as many celebrities in one room as mm-hmm. possible and just have a big party of celebrities. Yeah. You know? That's their goal. Um, But that's Minari. I think that it is. I think it has a huge yeah. chance. Uh, Next, we have Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always, which is about a pair of teenage girls in rural Pennsylvania who traveled to New York City to uh, get an abortion for an unintended pregnancy. This is out on HBO Max now. This premiered at Sundance. And um, was, 
probably that critic darling of Sundance. It, probably the most acclaimed movie there. I think it was either that or Nari that, yeah. that really that critics absolutely loved. Um, and people just like stop for a second and just talk about mm-hmm. it, you know? This this is I mean, Sidney Flanagan is incredible in this movie, who plays the lead in it. And this is like an indie movie that just like I don't know how to describe it. Like you just don't notice it. It's an indie movie yeah. when you watch it. You're so into it. And I, I was skeptical to put it on the list, but I have heard people like it's on best of the year. List I, I, I actually haven't seen a list that this is not. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that might help it. But also, I almost feel like it's too small of a movie. It no big names. Small, yeah. No big names. Not a huge director behind it. Small budget. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be the little indie movie that could. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that'll be the case. Yeah. I, so I just put it on here just because you. Because you, you it probably it. should get a best picture nomination, but unless they campaign the crap out of it, which probably right. won't happen. It's not going to happen. Exactly. Um, next, we have News of the World, which stars Tom Hanks. It's uh, directed by Paul Greengrass. Basically, Tom Hanks plays like a Civil War veteran that's trying to get a girl to... It's essentially Last of Us. Yeah, basically. Like Last of Us. If he played Last of Us, except it takes place in the... Except it takes place not in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, not in the zombie apocalypse. Not a lot of zombies in News mm. of the World. Um, it's available to purchase on VOD right now. This, I think, could be the Ford v. Ferrari, where it just gets like a yeah. Mr. nomination and, and nothing else. And yeah. maybe a few technical things. Maybe a few technical things. Um, I've heard a lot of people talking about it when they when they've been talking about the Oscars. Uh, I think if it does get anything, we just get a best picture nomination. And I don't even I would I don't I can barely see that. I can right. ba- I, like at this point I, I was like Tom Hanks, it's gonna be his year, right? And now it's definitely not his year. He had like Greyhound, and he had yeah. this movie coming out. The one thing I will say about this movie is that Paul Greengrass really, like, really wanted this to get a theatrical run. Like, mm-hmm. he really made sure that it got a small theatrical run in whatever theaters are currently open across the country. So I mean, if if he's out there. You know, that's one of the reasons why Sam Mendes won as many awards as he did, right? Is because he's yeah. like, you have to watch 1917 on a movie theater. It's the only way to watch 1917. And so I wonder if Paul Greengrass is doing that with this movie. Yeah. Then maybe that's like some respect from the few members of the Academy that, that actually matters too. Yeah. I feel like Greengrass might get a Golden Globe nomination. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, Next we have uh, Nomadland, Ooh, which is directed by Chloe Zaho, who everybody will know this year because she's directing the new Marvel movie uh, Eternals. Mm-hmm. But uh, many people might also know this year because she might win Best She director. might win Best I'm praying to God. Um, basically, the star is Frances McDormand, uh, who plays a woman who loses everything in the Great Recession, and she embarks on a journey through the American West, living uh, in a van and becoming like a modern-day nomad. It is available on VOD on February 19th. And now this is not a movie that is going to rack up a ton of nominations, I feel no. like. But this is a front runner in every category you can think of that it would get. Yeah, I think McDormand, if not the front runner, is like runner up. Mm-hmm. I think honestly, for cinematography, it might win. Yeah, I think you can kind of maybe even say that about Best Picture right now. I yeah. don't know. If you... I, will, I will talk about the one that I think is almost a lock for Best Picture. Okay. But I do think that if the Oscars are going the way I'm hoping they are going, this needs to win. The, um, now. It's unfortunate because we should be able to say confidently that Chloe Zaho is going to get a Best Director nomination, mm. but we can't because we can't. of the Academy. Yeah. So it's unfortunate, but I don't. I also like can't see a world in which she doesn't get. How a best how doesn't nomination. she get a nomination? Like I don't know who else would take her place. I don't know either, and I think it. it I don't need. I, I don't. It's it's. She she's directed the crap out of the movie. Like she she. Is yeah, I saw. I it. literally saw the trailer, and my mind was blown by all the shots in that yeah. movie. It's like one of the most directed movies of the year. So it's not even it's not even a situation where I mean she's deserving of it. Like if you're doing the best director, then she she yeah. should uh, maybe even get it. Do you think she'll beat Finchner? I think, I think so. I think right now she will. I don't think David Finchner. Like there's a part of me that wouldn't be surprised if David Finchner doesn't get a nomination. Dude, that'd be that'd be simultaneously shocking. And then not shocking. Like, because the Oscars hate him. Yeah, yeah. They just don't like him. They didn't nominate him for Seven. They didn't nominate him. I don't think they nominated him for Curious Case of Benjamin Button. No. I mean, and they, they gave that him. movie, what, 20 nominations yeah, or something? Right. That's the only movie of his that he's made that he's like. So, especially if he doesn't get a nomination, yeah. then she should I feel like, get honestly, if that is true, and he doesn't even get a nomination for this, I feel like the only reason why he got nominated for the social network, even though he should have won, mm-hmm. was because every other award show was nominating him, and they were like, Whatever. Fine, we're not we'll gonna we're not gonna let you win because have you seen the King's speech? Have you seen Tom Hooper? Um, What's he gonna do now? I don't. I simultaneously feel bad for him, but also like people are going out of their way to buy cats, mm-hmm. so I'm sure his residuals are just like through the roof. I'm sure it's fine. Um, and then Frances McDormand does have a good chance of winning mm-hmm. her third Oscar for this movie. That'd be insane. That would be insane. That would be really crazy. I think in the moment, I don't know. It would just be like, come on, let's see some new fresh faces. But I mean, yeah, that's the only reason why I would be a little against is like she. She won what three, four years ago? Three years ago. Three years ago. But like, still, like she's great, you know. 
Um, next, we have On the Rocks, which is a Sofia Coppola movie on Apple TV+. Plus. You can watch it right now. Rashida Jones plays a mother living in New York who believes that her husband is cheating on her. And so with the help of her father, played by Bill Murray, they kind of uh, stalk him and, and spy on him. Um, this will, I mean, I, I loved this movie. I really like this movie, yeah. Sofia Coppola continues to prove that she's maybe the most underrated director in Hollywood right now. She's like, like the most well-respected director, but like no one talks about nobody her. Nobody talks yeah. about her. She makes everything look beautiful. Mm-hmm. This time she's making New York look beautiful, making it look like a city that you could like raise a family mm-hmm, in and have a yeah. normal life in. Um, now, Bill Murray is probably the only person who has a good chance of getting a nomination for this movie for supporting actor. I hope it happens. I know everybody's like, Bill Murray is just doing the Bill Murray thing. But, but I think he's good at that. Yeah. I also think it's a more subtle performance that mm-hmm. we see him yeah. give before. I think uh, the scene where he talks his way out of a ticket with the cop. That's a is great scene. An incredible scene and incredible acting from him. Um, so I, of course, hope that he gets I a nomination. Hope, but also, like, he's a comedian. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And I don't think, I can't think of off the top of my head, like, a dramatic performance that he's done since Lost in Translation that has had, like, a huge amount of Oscar potential. Yeah. You know, it's not like he was going to get nominated for, like, Steve Zissou or Grand Budapest Hotel, you know? No, I mean, Baby French Dispatch, who knows? Baby French Dispatch, who knows? Um, next, we have One Night in Miami. Now, this is uh, out right now on Amazon. This is directed by Regina King. It's a fictional account of uh, an incredible night in Miami where icons Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown gathered discussing their roles in the civil rights movement. This is also kind of like a play. This, I think it was based off of a play. Yeah, this is uh, really just takes place in one room. It takes place in one room. One night, one Miami, you know? Nice, I like it. Is it. Did you just read the tagline for the poster there? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that'd be an awesome that. tagline. Um, so this, this, uh, it's interesting because this is a movie where you're like, the potential for it to get a lot of nominations is there, mm-hmm. but it's also like, it, it could get Yeah, it could get nothing. I would not be shocked at this point because I think a weakness against it is the fact that it's in one room, yes. you know? Because at the very least, like, uh, Ma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottoms director tried to do a lot, mm-hmm. you know? And because he had like a little bit more room yeah. to do some unique shots, Regina King has a hotel room, you know, right. so it's like she can't do an Alfonso Cuarón 180 shot. Right. So I mean, the potential nominations that we could be talking about is Best Actor for King Lee Benadire, who plays Malcolm X, um, Best Supporting Actor for Leslie Odom Jr., who plays Sam Cooke, right? I think so. Yeah. And then, he's a singer, so yeah. I assume. And then uh, Regina King possibly, possibly for Best Director, and this movie for Best Picture. That'd be a good one if she got nominated. It would be. She would become the first African-American female yeah. to get nominated. And then I feel like the most likely of those, oddly enough, is Best Picture. Obviously. Yeah, I think that this also could be a Ford v. Ferrari situation. Mm-hmm. It gets, like, nothing and then gets Best Picture, you know? I do feel like it's a movie that the Oscars would be like, this is a great movie, Yeah. you know? Um, next up, we have, let's, let's, let's face it, we have a long shot here, yeah. but this was one of our favorite movies of last year. Palm Springs, which is available to watch now on Hulu, starring Andy Samberg and Chris Milotti, who played two people at a wedding in Palm Springs that just... They get stuck in a time loop. They, uh, to quote Andy Samberg, it's one of those time loop situations <laughs> you may have heard about. Um, this is a movie that you and I love. I love this a movie lot. so much. And in any other year, we wouldn't be talking about it possibly getting an original screenplay nomination. That's the only thing. But who knows? It might happen. That's the only thing. I don't... It's Pieces of a Woman, an original screenplay. Because I feel like with the hype that it, that movie is getting, which we'll talk about immediately after this one, yeah, I feel like that that could be like the out of nowhere pick, mm-hmm. you know, but like Palm Springs could be the big sick. Of this could year. be the big sick of this year. Yeah. Um. Did, so, do you just want to talk about Palm Springs? Dude, Palm Springs, Springs is like just such a like. Why don't we have more repeating day movies? Why don't we have more Groundhog Day movies? Mm-hmm. You know, you can do so much with that. And, like, Palm Springs is a very, not a darker version of, like, a, like Groundhog Day. I'm not saying it's darker, but it does get more into, like, what happens this to your head. Right yeah. You. Like, how it nothing matters, but you'll still remember what happens. That's pretty much, like, every monologue Andy Samberg gives in this movie. Yeah, the pain that. still, he does say that quite a bit in this yeah. movie. The pain is real. Yeah. But, like, Andy Samberg, and what's her name? Kristen Malati. She's great in this. Yeah, Everyone is. is so good in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, man. J.K. Simmons, who's in J.K. The movie. Simmons is in the movie for, what, 15 minutes? Yeah. I don't know why he said yes to this movie. It just seems J.K. Simmons is just like one of those people who will like, well, you want me to voice an Eminem? Yeah. I'll do that. You want me to do cocaine with Andy Samberg in this movie? I'm in. in this one scene? I'm in. Do, let me ask you a question real quick. Do you think the grandmother was in the time loop? Ooh. I probably. think she was in I feel like she was, but I feel she like that, wanted to stay there. Yeah. I feel like that final monologue of Kristen Malati yeah. didn't seem like she was in the time loop. Um, next, you said it, Pieces of a Woman which is a real downer of a film, people. I'm just going to say it now. Uh, basically, it stars uh, Vanessa Kirby, who uh, basically, 
it's a home birth that ends in tragedy. Her baby dies, and she goes into a manic depression. It is not a very uplifting no. film whatsoever. It's available to watch on Netflix now, though, yeah, if, you want, watch if it. you want to put it on. Um, this is this is interesting, because this is another movie that has gotten a lot of talk yeah. recently. It was always kind of like Vanessa Kirby would probably get a lead actress nomination, but now it's like Ellen Burstyn for Supporting Actress. Best Picture nominee? Question Maybe, mark? yeah. It does. It's a very small movie though like, like that's the thing i also think it might be a little too depressing to put like i'm fine yeah. if you wanting to do story like this like that's fine but the way this movie goes about it is a huge like downer. <laughs> yeah but i've also heard a lot of conversation that the director could get a nomination because like there are a lot of long takes in this movie there are yeah and i'm the reason we're not saying his name is because we would butcher it completely yeah i'm not gonna attempt it. i'm not gonna attempt it either but yeah, there are a lot of lot long takes in the movie, interesting directing shots. This could be a movie where it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, but also, like, I think Vanessa Kirby at this point is kind of a lock. Because usually when a director has a very long take, that just means that the actor is absolutely incredible. Yeah. You know? So I feel like she's essentially a lock. I would definitely say she's a lock. I would say she deserves it for putting herself in this mental state mm-hmm. for yeah. however long the movie shot. I would say that she deserves it. Um, next, we have The Prom, which is an entirely different movie from Pieces of a Woman. Is it the exact way. opposite movie? It is the exact opposite movie. It's basically about a bunch of fading Broadway stars that go to a small town, and I can't remember what state, to protest a high school that won't allow a girl to bring her girlfriend to the prom. It stars Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, Carrie Washington, James Corden playing a gay man, even though he's not gay in real life. Um, it's out now on Netflix. It's directed by Ryan Murphy, and this is just... This is what the Hollywood Foreign Press Association Dude, they're going to eat this up. This, this is going to get the most nominations of the entire night. Of any movie. This is this can only be qualify in the musical, but it's also going to get TV nominations. I know. It's going to get... It's going to get Best Actor in a Limited Series. And you're going to be like, this isn't a limited series, but you're going to be like, we love the problem. We've watched the problem 80 times. Um, now, oh, the in conversations of, around this movie are so great. It's so I great. This is the most memed movie on this list. Oh my God. And I remember seeing a clip from it and being like, it looks nice on the eyes. Okay, it's colorful. I like that purple. I like the the poster a little bit. Bright lights on the poster. Now, in terms of the Oscars, realistically, Nothing. I don't know if this is going to get anything besides technical stuff. I don't even think it'll get technical stuff. I feel like it's going to be a great showman situation. It might just get song, just because I can't think of any. There's, it's not like 2018 where it's like oh, yeah, so yeah. many like really good songs. Yeah, you know? you're right. I think up until this year. We've had like Oscar nominee songs that have like people have really talked about as being one of the best songs of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I kind of forgot about the entire category because like no one. There were really, no musical yeah, releases. Exactly. Yeah. Like I don't know if there was a song in Mulan that could possibly get it or something. But it's not, it's, Mulan's not even a musical. I thought. I thought they were just going a uh, straight. Oh, okay. I thought they were doing at least one like song in it because the animated Mulan was a musical. So I don't know why they, they wanted to take it very seriously, as seriously, seriously as they could, yeah, a little too seriously. Um. So yeah. So. Oh, Greatest Showman was an appetizer to the Golden Globes. Dude, okay, let's go through meal. what the Golden Globes will give them. Actress, actress, supporting actor, director, mm-hmm. uh, probably going to win Best Comedy or Musical. Yep, Best Song. Best Song. in there. Going to win. Um, best Score, who knows? Best Score, maybe Best Screenplay. Who knows? That's eight potential nominee- nominations that this movie could get. And I could see every single one of them happening. Dude, I'd be shocked if it didn't get all eight. I would, I mean, Meryl Streep might win for actress in a musical for comedy. I mean, it might happen. Um, next we have uh, Promising Young Woman, which is another movie that's been... Um, yeah, this is uh, one of the best examples of a movie that just got so much hype mm-hmm. in, in, over the past few months. Uh, probably you don't know the stars, uh, Carrie Mulligan, who plays a woman that is uh, sexually assaulted, and it really takes a traumatic toll on her. So as an act of revenge, she decides... I mean, she basically goes to bars, pretends to be drunk, and then if guys come up to her and try to you know, make a move on her or something, um, some, some not-so-great things happen mm-hmm, to those yeah. guys. Um, and this went from, it's available now on BOD, and this went from a movie that I thought Carrie Mulligan could possibly get nominated for. Possibly, like, for a while, it felt like an outreach, yeah. you know, but like people were like praising her performance. So it was just like, maybe, yeah. who knows? And now she's become close to a lock. Close to a lock. And the movie is now getting talked about like best picture, maybe yeah. the director, the best director, director might get best director. I've seen a few things that say he might yeah. get nomination yeah. or she, is it a she? It's a she. It's a yeah. she. Dang it. In you I know. Um, now, here's the thing. It, it'll be interesting if this movie doesn't get any of that stuff, mm-hmm. the Academy's explanation to it. 
Because if you're going to make Joker the most nominated movie <laughs> last year... Which and this is essentially the same thing, but with a woman. This is the female-led version yeah. of Joker. The reason they call it Promising Young Woman is because whenever uh, a male commits sexual assault on somebody, especially when they're younger, they say, well, he's a promising young man. He shouldn't be, you know, he shouldn't be tried for that or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it, it will be interesting to see... Um, this will either get a lot or nothing. I think know? I could, I definitely see actress and uh, picture in its future. Yeah, picture was a surprising one. When I really started thinking about it, I was like, wow, picture really? And like, because this is not really a typical can't. movie. I know. That the Oscars, yeah. uh, that the Oscars go for. Um, next, we have Soul, which is uh, about, uh, it's a Pixar movie. Uh, Jamie Foxx voices a musician uh, who loses his passion for music, but is then transported uh, out of his body and must find his way back. He's, he plays a he plays a literal soul. Plays soul. In the movie. Uh, it's available to watch now on Disney Plus. I am scared, Aiden, because the best picture talk for this movie has kind of gone down a little bit. <sighs> it has. It has. It's dwindled. Uh, it's dwindled. It kind of sucks too, because I was like, "Oh my god, Soul could get a best picture nomination." Imagine that. Like how many different movies are going to be in there? Right. And I'm still really hoping. Yeah. I'm still really hoping because I don't think anyone hates this movie. No, I don't know anybody who dislikes this movie. In fact, I've read a lot of articles about. Like, are kids even going to like this movie? Because it seems like I've very I've read a lot of reviews that are like, this is for adults. Yeah. I don't know why Pixar said yes to this. Right. But this is, I mean, a lot of people have been comparing this to Inside Out, right? Which people yeah. say was the last great Oscar-worthy uh, Pixar, uh, yeah, Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see Inside Out did not get a Best Picture nomination. How? Probably should have. Should have. Um, so we'll see what happens with this movie. But, I mean, a lock animated I, film. It's going to win. Yeah. Don't pull that claws thing. Yeah, no. This is like, like Trolls World Tour. Trolls a lot of people World are talking about it. Dude. The crew's a new age. People are talking about it. How, what else could it be? It can't be anything. This they shouldn't like, even have that category this year. It should just be the Soul Award for Best Soul. And is, then it'll go to Promising Young Woman. Yes, yes, you're right. It'll go, yeah. Um, It'll go to the prom. It'll go to the prom. <laughs> um, This is like a uh, shallow original yeah, song. Like, why are we even having all these other people perform mm-hmm. give me radley cooper give me lady at gaga on stage right now and just give them the award yeah. okay get mark ronson out there when was the last really competitive animated movie year was it 2018 with spider-verse and isle dogs incredibles 2 i think that that was the last one well i mean spider-verse won the golden globe like spider-verse was mm-hmm. winning a lot even at that point i think isle dogs was a stretch i mean it was a really good Speaking movie of dogs, yeah. there's our dog uh, next, we have Sound of Metal, which uh, stars Rizamod. It's available right now on Netflix. And it's Amazon. Amazon, sorry. Amazon. And it's about a heavy metal drummer who uh, loses his hearing. Mm-hmm. This is a movie. This is a perfect representation of what how much indie movies can succeed when they go straight to streamers. Yes. Because this movie has been talked about so much since it was released. I remember watching the trailer, and I was like, I'm going to watch that movie. It's going to be good, but no one's going to talk about it. And like, like it so benefits mm-hmm. from being on Amazon because now so many people can watch it. When in reality, if it was in a movie theater, it would maybe gross three million dollars. Yeah, if that, it would probably be the Once Upon a Time in America. You know, yeah. barely any money. And um, the amount of like year endless I saw this movie on. Just I, like, I, was, I know, like I kept seeing it at like number ten. Yeah, like that's the most consistent thing I've seen. Yeah. So, I mean, Riz Ahmad, it seems like, is in, uh, I wouldn't say lock, but is in really good contention right now. Really great contention. To get a best actor. The only thing I'm worried about is, is it, is it too small? That's what I'm wondering. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it, it's an indie movie that doesn't feel like an indie movie. Like, yeah. they certainly have a lot of sets to it. There's a dog again. Kids skateboarding. Oh. Who skateboards anymore? <laughs> Who skateboards in January in Michigan? So, that's the only worry I have for it. Yeah, I, I'm scared that it's too small of a movie, but also, so many people are talking about it. So, like, yeah. I'd be confused on, like, how it couldn't get a nomination. Also, that's just an incredible premise. Like, as soon as I heard that premise, that's I was right so... That's right up your alley. That's right up my... And, like, it's so... I've never, like, even thought of what you would do if you're a drummer mm-hmm. and you go deaf. Yeah. Like, that's just a scary thought. Yeah. Um. Next, we have Tenet, which is, I think, undoubtedly the most controversial movie of 2020, I think. Probably, yeah. Um, it also might be Christopher Nolan's last movie. Who knows? Certainly seems, Dude, imagine... <laughs> Certainly seems like his imagine, last movie yeah. is Warner Brothers. Um, so this is available on VOD right now. This is mainly on the list for all the technical stuff that we'll probably get. Yeah, we'll probably get like effects. But I don't even know if it's going to get effects because like I read something that's like there's no visual effects in the movie, mm-hmm. which is probably a lie. But like a lot of things were practical. Yeah. But I think at the very least, it's almost a lock for a score. You know, because Ooh, like so many people are like loving the score, mm-hmm. you know. Might get cinematography. Here's the thing. Know. Do you think um, 
Christopher Nolan basically coming out and shaming the entirety of Hollywood for what's been happening this year. Um, what else are they going to do? Let's be honest. Well, yeah, that's what I, I mean. Yeah. We'll have, we can, we don't have to talk about we it. We don't have to talk about it, but he, he really wanted it to go in theaters. It went in theaters. It didn't work. It didn't make any yeah. money. But do you think, because I wonder would, why. Yeah. Do you think that would hurt him at, at the Oscars a little bit? Hurt this movie at least? Probably not. You don't think so? It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tight movie year. That's the thing. Okay. And also like, Tenet, despite the fact that a lot of people are not liking it, people are talking about it. Right. You know, it's still a talked about movie even now. So I think that it doesn't really hurt it that okay. much. Uh, last two here. The The next one is The Trial of the Chicago 7, which is Aaron Sorkin's movie about the story of seven people on trial uh, for various charges surrounding the uprising at the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago, Illinois. It has an uh, all-star cast, and, and it's all very Aaron Sorkin-y. And it is one of the few movies that we can say is a lock to get a bunch yeah, of nominations. Yeah, I think really we only have three full-on locks for Best Picture. Trial, Mank, Nomadland. I think that those Not are- Not Ma Rainey's? Ma Rainey, I'm still worried about. Okay, all right. But like, I still am like, probably. Okay, you know? this is available on Netflix right now, by the way, The Trial of Chicago 7. Now, I said uh, earlier that I, I know Nomadland probably should win Best Picture, but I think another movie is. I think that this movie is going to win Best Picture. Interesting, interesting. This for, is the safest choice for them to do, It's right? the safest choice, but it's not as safe as Green Book, mm-hmm. you know? Because like a lot of people put this on like their year-end list, and a lot of people are saying it's a really well-acted, really well-written movie. Right. It's really relevant now. Mm-hmm. Audiences love it. Critics are adoring it. I just think that's going to win. Interesting. Okay. Nomadland would be a great moment, Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't really be shocked if it won, but just knowing the Oscars, this would be their choice. Here would be my caveat to that. This is a Netflix movie, and Nomadland is not a Netflix movie. Even though this movie was supposed to to be released by Paramount, Paramount sold it to Netflix, Um, I think that there's still just not. Even though most of the Best Picture nominees this year are going to be Netflix movies, I still think if they have a chance to award a non-Netflix movie Best Picture... Ooh. They would take it. That's why Tenet's getting a Best Picture nomination. Exactly. That's why Christopher Nolan's getting a nomination. Um, you think he's a big front runner right now for original screenplay? I would agree. I with think you he's probably going to win. I don't know who else would win. I don't think Mank's winning. It's been criticized a little too much. Yeah. Um, and then everybody is being submitted as a supporting actor. That's an interesting choice for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if it's because who would you? They didn't know who they would put as lead actor or whatever. But it feels like Sasha Baron Cohen. Is the Sasha only. Baron Cohen is the only one that I'm like. Obviously, someone from Chicago 7 is going to get a nomination. And I think Sasha Baron Cohen is really the only one that I'm like 100% sure will. Next is, at least for me, Mark Rylance. Yeah. Because the Oscars love him, you know? Yeah, yeah. Abdul Mateen, the second. He's probably third. Yeah. I'm just saying Mark Rylance ahead of him just because, like, he's a well-respected actor, Mm -hmm. a legend at this point. As an Oscar. As an Oscar. Yeah. And they really like him, you know? Yep. It's not that he gave a bad performance, you know? He gave a really good performance. Right. Um, and then finally, we have the United States versus Billie Holiday, which follows uh, Billie Holiday during her career as she is targeted by the Federal Department of Narcotics with an undercover sting operation led by Black federal agent Jimmy Fletcher, with whom she had an affair. This is coming to Hulu February 26th. And uh, this is now like Andrea Day, Best Actress. This is talk. Andrea Day, like, possibility for Best mm-hmm. Actress. I think at this point, she's probably fifth. Mm-hmm. But like, I... I could like, totally see a Golden Globe nomination. I could see her. a Golden Globe nomination. This, this does seem like a Golden Globe kind of nomination because while they do love their celebrities, yeah. like in each category, they have one unknown actor. Yeah, I think that the, I think this would be submitted as a drama. I think. I think so. Yeah, or maybe musical because maybe who knows, if who they knows? Want to stretch it a little uh, bit. But if you're going to call Bohemian Rhapsody a drama, why not call mm-hmm. this a drama as well? Um, but that could be probably the only thing I see. This movie you think it could only? You think it only has a chance of? Uh, I mean, I don't know what the original song rules are. If like, if somebody yeah. different from the actual singer sings it, I'm really interested in this movie just because of the fact that we haven't really gotten like enough Billie Holiday because like her career is so interesting mm-hmm. and nobody talks about her as an artist. It kind of sucks, mm-hmm. you know, because she's so great. Yeah, I don't want to get into a whole. She kind of revolutionized music and songwriting, but she did revolutionize she music and songwriting. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, I mean, Andre Day really needs to be in the conversation. I don't think you can like talk about the Oscars this year and not mention her. I would agree with her being the fifth or the sixth right now, but she's right up in there with everybody else. So those are the 30 movies that we're going to keep an eye on. Um, do you have right now one uh, I wish this would happen, but I know it won't? 
I wish Palm Springs gets 20 nominations. Mm, okay. okay, that's I, I'm, aren't there only like 25, 24 categories? Exactly. It's gonna, gonna, gonna get that get, short. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna, gonna get short. No, um, honestly, it'd be so refreshing and great to see Never Rarely sometimes always getting something. I, I like just imagine that moment if she got a nomination because mm-hmm. I think that that's really what it's in for. So, yeah. I mean, I'm. That'd just be a great what if. That's one of my favorite what ifs. Yeah, I agree. Uh, mine would be Adam Sandler for Hoopy Halloween. That would be oh, mine. Oh, but okay. yours is great too. Sydney yeah. Flanagan is is uh, is a great one too. Okay, thank you so much for listening to this special episode of This Could Have Won an Oscar.